Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. How was your night last night? It it screwed my whoop up. Screwed your whoop up. What do you mean exactly by screwed your whoop up? So we have been not drinking as much, mm-hmm. not nearly as much. Hi, uh, hi, my name is Kimberly. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, look, we spent a long time in Italy drinking um, wine for lunch and dinner. Mm. And then we came to the US and we killed the lunch wine for the most part, but the dinner wine stuck around. So like daily wine for two years, let's call it, plus pandemic wine and charcuterie boards, you know, it it got a little excessive. So in January, we just decided to go to a bit more non-alcoholic mocktails at night uh, from Curious Elixirs. And then, you know, here and there had a bottle of wine on the weekends. But what I've noticed is because we wear the Whoop like tracker, biometric tracker, I guess that's what you call it. Yeah. What we've noticed is that when we kill the wine and we go to mocktails, our whoop is happier with us. (laughs) Our HRV doesn't plummet. Our resting heart rate, you know, stays decent. But there's still a lot of up and down, up and down in our recovery, right? So the whoop basically is like telling us how recovered we are based on drinking, food, hard workouts, and all of that. It'll, It'll vary up and down, up and down, up and down. So we just noticed that by pulling out the alcohol, uh, it really made a significant impact on the biometric data we were looking at, right? Yeah. Did everybody just fall asleep? No, (laughs) I I think, you know, if you don't have a Whoop, I would recommend that you get one. And and here's why. It it, it doesn't have to be Whoop. It could be Fitbit or something else. Yeah, but let me say, I had the Aura Ring and for like a minute 
and I, and it was horrible. First of all, it's uncomfortable. It's a it's a ring. It's ugly. It's fat. Like it's not. So you liked it. You you wrote a good you wrote a good Amazon <laughs> yeah, review for it. I sent that shit back. Um, and I didn't find the data to be as on point as the Whoop. Honestly, I like how I like the app more on the Whoop. So if you're, you know, whether whether you are tracking your data or not tracking your data, I would strongly recommend that you get something to track the data. And here's why. Because what what Whoop is going to do, and this this wasn't intended to be a Whoop thing, but I, th- I think it's going to... No, we're actually going to be talking about meditation. And I think it's going to tie nicely into what we want to talk about today, which is uh, Kim's uh, new soiree, not soiree, uh, entree into the world of transcendental meditation. But first, let me say this. When you're looking at your whoop in the morning, you basically get three indications. It's either like green, yellow, or red in terms of your recovery. And lots of things that you do in your life are going to affect that recovery. So if you go if you go and you know train your ass off uh, doing a bunch of cardio, the next day your recovery is not going to be great, but it makes sense, right? Because you, you know, you just, you blew, you, you, you had a lot of inflammation as a result of the extensive cardio, et cetera. So, but other times you didn't do any cardio, but you did some Chianti and you wake <laughs> up the next morning and it's just as bad. So it's on you to decipher what it is that's blowing out your numbers the next day. And so we're always looking for different pieces of that puzzle, different ways that we can improve, you know, quite frankly, not only our health, but, you know, how we feel. I mean, let's be honest, if you're, if you're not 22, you can't be doing, you know, vodka shots all night, you know, get three hours. And wake up at 8 a.m. and go to math class. You just, you can't do it anymore. And so you hit a point where you have to just become more efficient at this balance. And, and by balance, I mean like balance. Like you, you can't say, unless you have a problem, you can't say, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to go out and have a romantic dinner, a bottle of wine, and, you know, just blow off some steam. But at the same time, you don't want to feel like shit the next day either. So it's this balance between figuring all all of that out, which leads us into what we're going to talk about today, which is one of those ways is transcendental meditation. So Kim, take it from here. Yeah. So just on that note of the balance though, there's an element, I like I see a lot of people and they're like, I don't touch alcohol, I don't eat any sugar, I don't do da-da-da-da-da-da because I want to have like my body at its prime. Okay, if you're Tom Brady, I get it. But if you're someone who is like us and you want to live a fulfilling life that of things you enjoy, but also be really healthy, there's a give and take. So we, like last night, the reason our whoops just plummeted today is we haven't drank in a week. And we went last night and we had a, we went to a restaurant, which is new for us here in sunny Southern California. We're allowed to do that now. We went to a restaurant outdoors. Uh, but by the way, <laughs> we, we're, we're actually considering that we're allowed to do that. Somebody was asking me, like I was talking to a friend, Brandon yesterday. He said, oh, you guys can go into restaurants now? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, inside? I was like, oh, no, 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 not, no, no, not no. inside. <laughs> no. Don't get crazy. <laughs> Don't get no, crazy. No, 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 not inside. No. We have to stay outside. Yeah, we're like the dog. <laughs> you yeah. have the dog has to stay outside. <laughs> so we went to the restaurant, Italian restaurant, great little spot and ordered a bottle of wine and we were done our dinner, but we were still in this great conversation. And so Rob asked for one more glass and we'd split it. So we each had 
two and a half glasses, let's call it. And you know, you I, know and that, I knew you know when you moment, ordered that thir- third glass <laughs> that well, you, it wasn't going to okay, work out. You, you know that moment where Uh-oh. you've had the, no, you had the second glass and it's like, you're just beginning to get the buzz and you're feeling good, but you're, you're clearly not drunk or anything, but you have that, you have that second one. Cause you did the first, you did one and two pretty quickly. And so it hasn't really hit you. And you're like, you know what, let's do another. And then all of a sudden an hour later, the, the culmination yeah. of the two and a half it glasses hit you. And then the morning you get so, hit over the head with a frying pan. Right. So I woke up this morning, not even out of bed, screenshotted the 23% on my whoop and sent it to Rob. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent is what you're looking for. Yeah. And, so and basically the, I shouldn't lift a pencil today. <laughs> if you look at those numbers and you see it has 23%, you like I I could wake up in the morning and I could tell you based on how I feel what my recovery is. Okay. So now let me take this to meditation. So here's what I noticed, okay? When I I'm pulling up my whoop right now. When I I've been using the whoop back, I've been back to the whoop now for I don't know, 6 months. And Every day, my resting heart rate and my HRV, they go up, they go down, they go up, they go down, like we've talked about. Then I started Transcendental Meditation. So this is, uh, we're recording this Saturday morning. I went to my first class on Monday. So I didn't really understand what TM was, Transcendental Meditation. Rob had gone, taken a class. Uh, It's a four-day course, I should say. The first day is in person. And right now, because of COVID, the other three days are a Zoom meeting, which is pretty simple. And I didn't really understand why he was going and taking this course. I didn't really get what was different about it. I've only been uh, meditating for the last year. And I've done, let's call it, Past, oh God, I'm having deja vu right now. Vuja day. Yeah, I've done, I feel like I've had this conversation before. I've done the woo-woo ones with Gabby Bernstein. Um, I've done the easy ones where it's like journaling and you're asking the higher power for guidance and all of that. I've done the the really woo-woo ones with Brian Weiss where it's like you're you're trying to go back into past lives. I've done the Calm app. So I've done uh, Kundalini meditations. I've So over the last year, I've done mostly, let's say, the woo-woo world of meditation. But usually I'm walking in with an intention, an intention to connect to source, guides, get guidance, figure something out. Like I'm coming with an intention. So when I went to this TM course on Monday and I sat with um, Denny, who was my instructor, he showed me that TM is actually very scientifically based and it's not a spiritual woo-woo thing. In fact, it's not spiritual at all. And so it took me a minute to wrap my brain around it because all I've really known out of meditation is that more spiritual connection portion and not the physiology or the science that's behind it and the physiology that's impacted by TM. And so we kind of chatted about that for a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's showing me, because I love science, he has an entire area of the TM Center dedicated to all the medical journals with peer-reviewed studies and like on and on. And I was like, okay, so this is interesting. So I go in and I do my course. And then on the way home, I started listening to a book from Bob Roth. And he starts the book with like, I'm not spiritual. This isn't a religion. I wear a suit. 
I um, work with high-level executives, and here's why. And he starts breaking down the science behind TM and what it's actually doing in your mind. And so basically what I learned, and I'm going to give you a really general overview here because you can read the book or take the course, but the general overview is you have a lot of thoughts, emotions, chatter, and things rolling around your brain for the last however however many years you are old. That's how many uh, built up thoughts, emotions, and, and junk is in there. And the practice of TM is designed... Uh, and it's been around for over 5,000 years. It's one of the oldest forms of meditation. Uh, it came from India, I believe. And he, uh, Bob talked about how basically the transcending portion is you're trying to transcend thought. And so when you sit down, the thing that I used to say before I started uh, these other kind of guided meditations was, my brain talks too much. I can't do it. I'm like, I suck at this and there's too much chatter. And that's because I thought the point of meditation was to sit down and focus on having a clear mind. What TM teaches you is you actually welcome the thoughts because the thoughts mean that stress is being released from your body. They're, every thought is okay. Thoughts are okay there. You're not actually trying to focus on anything. You want it to be effortless. And so they have a very specific uh, protocol that you go through, and but it's not a focus on anything. There's no asking the universe or who, there's no asking anything. There's no focusing on anything. You're just there. And it's an effortless form of meditation. But as the thoughts come in, they're, they're coming in, they're going out, they're coming in, they're going out. So that stress is releasing. Once all the thoughts are gone, then your mind begins this transcendence into its, I don't know what to call it, Rob, like to, to dive deep into your soul or whatever you want to call it, but back, back home, okay? So you're transcending, that is the transcendence, you're transcending past thought. All right, so let's, let's stay on that a second because it is, it is that- And keep in mind, I'm very new to this. It is that moment that you tripped up on right there that is the- <sighs> the magic of what this type of meditation is. Because it's hard is. to describe. Right. It's, you can't put that into words. Right. So you are, you're, you're hitting a point where you have, this is a, this is what they call a mantra based meditation where you're saying a mantra. But um, it's not one that, it's not like I am love. Like you're not, it's not like it's that. Not an and, it's not an affirmation. And, and you're it's, given it's a, it by your um, mentor. Yeah, the word the word mantra uh, means mind vehicle, and it's simply just a vehicle for your minds, um, so that you can focus on something. But you're um, not supposed to focus. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to favor it. So you're you can you're. It's that dance of like you know only thinking of the mantra and not thinking of the mantra. So you're favoring the mantra. But I don't want to get in the weeds of of that. The point is that the mantra is a tool that you're using in order to reach that state that Kim was talking about. And until you've reached that state where, you know, it, it could be for 19 and a half of the 20 minutes, you are, you know, Releasing uh, stress. Ch chatty Kathy yeah. in your head and you've got this mantra going on and you've got the thoughts going on and you're going back and forth with it. But for 30 seconds, something happens where you go through this thing that they refer to as an inward stroke and you just sort of go in and there's not a mantra 
and there's not thoughts and I don't know where the fuck you are, but you are somewhere and you know you're there and you really like it. You're in it. the zone. You know it's when you the hear- the movie soul. You're literally in what they refer to as the zone. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, you, you know when you hear uh, people talk about, you know, like I, 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 I died and I didn't want to come back and I went to the light. It's a little, I've never had that experience, but it seems to me like it's a little bit of that. It's where you- you don't feel your body. You don't have thought. You are feeling what you're in. There's no more mantra and you are somewhere different. I don't know where it is. And I'll tell you when you really know that you're there. Sometimes you trick yourself and you're like, am I really here? Or am I, is my mind playing tricks on me? If you ever get disturbed while you're there, you feel like somebody hits you over the head with a baseball bat. You know when you're wo awoken out of a deep sleep and it's that startling, nauseous, like you just got woken up in the deepest of sleep. It's it's worse than that. You don't know where you are. And so the, the point for me, and I don't, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but the point for me at the end of this is it's not so much what we're referring to as what's happening in the meditation. It's the hours that... So, proceed. Yeah. So that's is proceed the one after or that proceed is before, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What do you what's it? Postseed? Postseed. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is what, what if pre after. if precede is before something, what's after? Postseed? Postseed. <laughs> so that's what she so, said. <laughs> so proceeding your meditation <laughs> is really about how you feel. This is gonna fucking bother me now. Okay. So let's I wanna I wanna give my experience here because I don't know that we're doing a, a very good job. I think we are. Okay. So here, here's my experience and why we started this with the WHOOP. When I started TM on Monday, I went to the TM center. I did TM with him. I learned it. I went home that night and I did a 20-minute meditation. Now, now, what goes on with the TM center? Is it like girls with hairy armpits? Is it an orgy? Is it big shag it's a, it's, rugs? It's a big shag rug and is an it, orgy. Are you guys doing LSD? We are. You're we doing are. coke all day long. Tie dye shirts, tie -dye long shirts. beards. They actually ask flowers. You, what 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 happens in these centers? They actually ask you to not do any hallucinogenic or other drugs for two weeks before you you do your TM. Oh, that's why you Which, stopped. Okay, go ahead. Stop it, <laughs> Robert Victor Anthony. So you go to the TM. So I went on Monday. I met Denny, we chatted about why I wanted to do TM, what I was looking for, what my history with meditation was. We went in uh, to a little private space. He did a beautiful ceremony ritual and then gave me my mantra and then taught me the process. What is your mantra? Um, you're not allowed to tell and I'm not gonna say. Why? Well, I thought we don't, I thought we- We don't discuss that here. I thought we share everything. Except our mantra. Okay. So. I got that, learned it. And then he told me the process of TM is to do 20 minutes if you can before breakfast and 20 minutes before dinner. And so you're doing 20 minutes meditation twice a day. Following the 20 minutes, you do two to three minutes of kind of waking up your body where you're not um, favoring the mantra. You allow it to go. You can think about your shopping list or whatever, but you keep your eyes closed to kind of avoid that woozy feeling Rob was referring to. So I went, did my thing with him, went home, did my 20 minutes. And I will tell you, I had um, headaches, which I don't usually get. I had pressure in the front of my head, like on my forehead, 
when during like the first five to eight minutes of each meditation for the first few days, I felt tired. I felt like I was detoxing. And what, so the first day I went, did my thing, did my one at night. The next day I did it in the morning, did it at night. And then we had a Zoom call. And the Zoom call for TM is anybody who's recently taken the course, you do three nights of Zoom calls and he answers questions. So I asked him, I'm like, why am I having headaches? I don't have headaches. He said, different things will present themselves. So as your body is is deep diving and releasing this stress that's been built up over the last 42 years of my life, those things can come out in a detox fashion like headaches or body twitches or any of those things. And so for the first couple of days, the reason they check in with you is because they want to be able to guide you through some of these detox symptoms and answer these questions that you have. And what I found is in the morning, my brain was incredibly chatty. It was, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then I would come out of the meditation and I would go and do mommy school with Sophia. And I'd find that I was a little more patient and a little less like, feeling rushed and feeling overwhelmed. And then I would go do the afternoon meditation and I would have less chatter and I would have more transcendent time of no thought, no mantra. And then the headaches went away and then I felt lighter. And so I'm having this four-day progress using this specific type of meditation that was blowing my mind. Then on day three, I looked at my whoop and I looked at my resting heart rate. My resting heart rate since the day I started on Monday has been, let's see, it says your average resting heart rate during this uh, seven-day period is below its normal. So I dropped to a lower resting heart rate by I'd say five to eight points, but then it was stable. It didn't go up and down and up and down and up and down. It literally stayed stable for the four days I did TM. That is that is to me the physiological proof of what TM is doing and how the stress is releasing. Because with all of that built up stress in there, you know, it's kind of like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. When you pile on stress over 40 years and these emotions and just all of this stuff that's inside... When you pile all that up and then, you know, someone says something so simple and it was like, why did you get that mad at something so simple? But it's the straw that broke the camel's back. You haven't released all that other shit. And so even though the cap off the toothpaste is not a big deal, in that moment, it was the, it was, it was the titration point of stress. And so I think releasing all of this, this old shit for the last four days has like literally dropped my heart rate. It's improved my HRV. My HRV skyrocketed like out of nowhere and stayed high until Rob brought me out drinking last night. I want to touch on something. When you are doing your meditation and thoughts are coming in. Yes. Explain to me what the thoughts are relative to stress. 
there in it, it well it doesn't matter what the thought is because the thought is not directly corresponding to that stress so if I, like i'm thinking i have to walk the dog it's not like i have walk the dog stress built up it's just the release of stress in your body comes out in thought different thoughts and so that that is a signal that your body is releasing okay, hold stress okay hold on hold on so you have stress in your body when you're meditating, thoughts are arising. Yep. The thoughts are not specifically tied to the stress. Uh, that's in the thoughts aren't the context of the thought is not related to the stress exactly per se. I don't think so. I think yeah. I think so. The way I'm picturing it is in my in my gut, I have all these bubbles of stress that have built up over the years. Mm-hmm. As I do the TM and go through the process those bubbles float up to my brain and they come into thought and then they pop out of my brain and that stress is released. And then the next one and the next one and the next one. So thoughts are the release of stress, yes. but 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 it's the it's it's just the way that the body releases stress. Yeah. So I'm so I'm in this, you know, and same with pain. So I was getting like the the forehead pain and headaches. And so all of this is being released in different ways. So for me, the hardest thing that I had to learn with this was, well, a few of them. So this is where it differs. Before I came into meditation with an intention, like Gabby Bernstein would say, and by the way, there's no wrong or right. This is just a different type of meditation with a different purpose. So I will continue to do multiple kinds of meditation. This is just a different one. So in the Gabby meditations, she's, you know, um, you know, the guidance is please, you know, angels of the highest truth and compassion, help me, da, 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 da. So like you're, you're coming with an intention or I was personally coming in like Kundalini meditations to come to manifest or to come, like I was coming for answers or to ask questions or whatever. I was coming for a purpose. What I had to learn with TM is, my intention is to allow whatever is to happen to happen and make it effortless. There is no trying in TM. You have to just allow and allow and allow and allow. Allow the thoughts. I had to I had to come to the, you know, realization that thoughts are okay because in my previous meditations thoughts would disrupt me, but here I had to allow the thought to come and not disrupt me and not get frustrated. The other thing is judging your meditation. I uh, before when I was doing these like more spiritual meditations, I kind of was getting addicted to this. Like if I was in the zone in those meditations, this feeling of love and warmth and connection with whatever source I don't know whatever's on the other side, and I was loving that. And so I was judging meditations. If I went down and I I was too chatty in my brain one day, I didn't get to that connection and I would judge it. And so what I learned with TM is that my job is not to judge. That's why when you come, when I come up from a meditation and you're like, how was it? I'm not, my job is not to judge the meditation. And so some I'm going to be chattier and I'm, um, and now I look. And so when my brain is super chatty, I'm like, I have a lot of stress to release. Thank God I'm doing it. What a great reframe. And thank God I'm doing this to release this stress. Even if I don't get to that transcendent point, 
it's okay because I will, because this stress has to release from my body. Well, let me tell you what the good news is for you. The good news is that because you're married to me, you're always going to be transcending just by being around me. I am, <laughs> I am, um, I, I am your muse in many ways and your ability to, uh, I was put here to help you evolve, uh, which I don't really want to go into right now because there's some things that, me, you, I, that you need to I work on. Can I say something on that yeah. real quick? Yeah. You are put here to help me evolve oh, because- thanks. You know, many years ago, our joke is Rob asked me if I wanted to read it or if I, or someone asked me if I had read A New Earth. I think it was Tony. And I told her my earth is fine. <laughs> and it, Eckhart Tolle's book. And I like, I just wasn't interested in any of that. And you are put here for that because you will jump into anything. Some things I'll follow you and some things I won't. But something like this, like you did your TM course and you were so passionate about it. And you did such a bad job of explaining it to me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that I wasn't really that interested in it. And now I see why you're doing a bad job of explaining it because it's something you can't actually explain. And <laughs> like you have to, like it's not possible to really explain it in a great way. So my my thought would be, go read Bob Roth's book <laughs> on, yeah. on uh, stillness. What's it called? Stillness. Something, something with stillness. We'll link it up. Uh, Bob, but, Bob Roth's uh, stillness book. Yeah. So, but you do lead me and you you are here to help me evolve because I would never would have went and taken this course if it wasn't for you. And giving, you know, giving me the time to do two meditations a day and, you know, cover me with the munchkin and make sure I'm not disturbed. You know, all of those things I, is so helpful because I think, you you want the best for me, obviously, but I also think you want me to calm the F down and not be so stressed out. So I think there's, um, I think you have a, an ulterior motive there. Well, listen, I mean, you know, I, I want to live to 130 years old. I don't want to do that by myself. So oh. having having you, you know, stressed, uh, not, not that you had a big stress problem. I'm just saying that, you no, know. I had a big stress problem. No, you weren't. But was I different this week than previous weeks you in are. your mind? What yeah. do you see as the difference in me? Because my my TM course asked me if other people saw a difference in me and I said, I didn't know. Here's the benefit with TM. It's not one of these things, like when I got on testosterone, the guy's like, get a shot in your ass every month, take these two, you know, get two shots and one pill every month for three months and you'll notice nothing until three months. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking work for nothing. <laughs> TM is not like that. TM it's is instant. like, you'll, it's instant. You yeah. do it 20 minutes. If you do it, if you take the course, do the training yeah. and then do the 20 minutes, at the end of 20 minutes, you'll go, wow. Can you talk about, can you um, give a little uh, Jerry Seinfeld on this one? There's there's really not much to give here. You know, Jerry Seinfeld, um, you know, you actually filled in some of the some of the gaps here. But what what turned me on to TM, it's one of these things where, you know, I had I had seen Howard Stern interviewed and he's like, I do TM twice a day. And then I heard Jerry Seinfeld on Howard Stern and and they were talking about TM and and they were both saying, There's no way that we would have ever have ever have been able to achieve the success and all of the mental shit that comes with creating the Howard Stern show and Seinfeld show, et cetera. And then they started talking about Ellen DeGeneres and she's this, she's the same thing. She's like, well, I, I could never have gone through what I've gone through without it. And I'm like, I'm starting to hear, you know, not only, you know, the Elon Musks of the world, but the Seinfelds and the celebrities and the artists. And, and all you have to do is go on YouTube and type in, you know, uh, and understand I'm not looking for like Paris Hilton or, or Lindsay Lohan, but like go in and type celebrity TM and look at the brand 
breadth of the people that take TM that are, uh, Tom Hanks is, um, is it, uh, so Tom Hanks is at backstage at the Oscars and uh, he bumps into, he, Tom Hanks tells this story on YouTube. You can find it. He bumps into Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry's like, how you doing? And he's like, I'm doing good. I'm tired. I need, I need a break. They wanted me to do this new movie. I can't, I, I, just, I, just, I just, I can't. And he, and then Tom Hanks does Jerry Seinfeld and he goes, you got to do TM. Why are you not doing TM? And he's like, doing what? What are you talking about? TM. How could you not? And he goes into this whole thing. And so listening to Tom Hanks talk about Jerry Seinfeld telling him to do TM, he said, I'm going to send a guy. So he sends Bob Roth, the guy that you're just referring uh, to, over to Tom Hanks' house. And Bob Roth is sort of the go-to guy to teach. He did not design TM. He did not create it. No, 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 no. But but I think- TM is 5,000 years old that came over from Maharishi uh, in the 50s from India and was made famous when the Beatles um, uh, were taught. The Beatles, yeah, the Beatles were taught TM. Beatles were taught by them. And then when the Beatles came over to America, they brought the Maharishi and everybody did everything the Beatles did. And then Bob Roth did and it, Roth and now he's like the and, go-to guy on it. Yeah, but he's like a meditator in the suit. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He, he, well, that's know. what was fascinating to me. And so on the Jerry Seinfeld, though. So I in Bob Roth's book, he talks about Jerry, and he Jerry's been doing TM since he was eighteen. He learned TM at eighteen, and he started doing it. And again, before breakfast, before dinner, you're supposed to do it. And he didn't see the point of waking up in the morning and doing it because he was like, why do I need rest? It puts your body, this is the thing about TM. TM gives your body what it needs. TM gives your body the rest. Your It allows the stress to release. Like, why do we rest? We rest to allow our body to repair itself and to heal itself. So when you do TM, you're resting the mind and you're allowing it to repair itself and heal itself through stress release and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So- He didn't see the point of waking up and doing it. He didn't really understand. He was 18. So he only did TM one time a day in the afternoon. And he did it one time a day through the peak of Seinfeld. And he credits TM to allowing him to have the energy to get through it. So he said when the crew would break for lunch, he would go do TM. And he was only doing it once a day back then? He was only doing it once a day. And then he, uh, but he credits that one time a day with the success of Seinfeld because he said, I would have never been able to um, write, produce, and act in the most successful series on television at the time without it because he wasn't just showing up as an actor. He was a producer. He was a writer. He was doing everything. And he credits TM I mean, for that. I, I write a blog post. I got a headache for I three know, days. Right. Can you imagine writing a, a Seinfeld episode? And then, and then all the other things. So he, he was doing it once a day. Then he was doing a a benefit to try to raise money to teach kids how to do TM, um, underprivileged kids and all of this stuff. And he met Bob Roth backstage and they became besties. And Jerry hired Bob to come to his house and teach his family how to do TM. And so they were in the kitchen one day and Bob was like, okay, so you're going to do this twice a day in the morning before breakfast and then before dinner. And Jerry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what what's this morning one? When did that happen? And he's like, it's always been that way. And Jerry was like, oh my God. And as he thought about it, he was like, I've been screwing it up. I've so been 50% as effective. 50% as effective since I was 18. And 
so he start, plugged the second one in. But it's a fun, you know, obviously Jerry's funny or selling a story. But so here's here's what, uh, if, if this um, has at all piqued your interest, um, I would strongly recommend, uh, we have no affiliation to either, I would strongly recommend getting a Whoop uh, because I think the data tracking of this would be fun. Um, and I think it would be very, very useful for you. So W-H-O-O-P. And I learned that the song Whoop, There It Is, is not W-H-O-O-P. It's W-H-O-O-M-P. It's Whoop. There Whoop. it is. There it is. So um, this is a different spelling of whoop. Um, and <laughs> Because people were very confused about that. I just felt like I needed to share. And then the other part of it is- Look up um, TM. Look up TM. I would go on YouTube and type in David Lynch Foundation because David Lynch, he's, uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the guy who created Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive and lots of really great movies. And um, he has put out a lot of content on it, but the people who are in the David Lynch Foundation are people like Tom Hanks and Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern. And you can hear from, you know, whichever one of those people that you admire their work, you can hear their thoughts on it. Um, and maybe that can help sell you. Now, I'll leave you with this. Help sell you. Hold on. But know this with TM. When you go and you find a TM center, if you're in LA area, reach out to us privately and we'll um, give you our contact. But you, the way this works is you go and you pay one fee and they have a sliding scale based on your income. You pay one fee and you get TM for life. So you have like nonstop access to your TM trainer. Around, around the world. You have nonstop access to your TM trainer. And then you can go to any TM center in the world and get a tune-up for free. You just have to know a, a few pieces of information. And that's it. Like it's literally a one-time fee that you get for the rest of your life. And I will tell you, I'm only like five days in, six days in, but it's probably the most impactful thing it is. that I've done in for my mental health and also as I'm starting to see my physical health. So I don't you know, preach this kind of stuff that often, but this to me is huge. So huge that... I asked about a kids program and they do have one for kids that are, I think it's four to 10. It's a different type of program for them. But once they turn 10, then they go into the adult program. And I asked Sophia and as soon as she is ready for it, like she's doing it, my goal is to get her in that program before she you know, is 18. Because if she can have this tool now to, to calm her body and to allow that release and reset for the mind... I mean, what if, I, I can't give her a better gift. Now, I'll leave you with this. I, I have put off doing TM. I've been very, very aware of doing TM for the better part of probably 15 years. And I have not done TM for those 15 years. And the reason why I haven't done it is because the buy-in for me was too much. I felt like it was too much money to do, uh, to do the, uh, the training. I felt that there were too many days to do the training. And what I learned is two things. One is the money is not that much. And like Kim said, it's based on income. And number two, yes, it's four days, but it's four days of an hour a day. 
So it's not like, I, I, I don't know why, nobody explained because, it to me. Because the other three days were in person. They so were in if person. you had to drive to, back to you Santa lost. Monica for four days, it would have been a different thing for you. It would have, but it still wouldn't have bothered me because it's only an hour. I thought yeah. it was like nine to five. And I'm like, yeah. I can't give up four days, nine to five to also, learn to meditate. But on the cost, what I didn't, I think what people look at and what I, we looked at was, why would we pay X amount of dollars for a meditation course when I can use the call map (laughs) or when I can use, or when I can just, you know, close my eyes and pay $12 for 18 meditations from Gabby Bernstein. Like it's actually $11 and 11 cents. She does 11, 11. She's smart. She's smart. But you know, that's, I think the thing, but the point that we're trying to drive home is that this is so different. Like I can think of 50 people right now that need this. <laughs> Don't you want to walk around going, you need TM, dude. Yes. This is where you become like- a, I'm you know, literally when you, when looking you quit, at- When you quit smoking or drinking, you want to walk around and you know, tell everybody, you know, you, sh- you need to stop you watching. Need to put that you, down. If you're watching porn, you need, <laughs> you need to stop. I'm literally looking at the wall behind you of all of these entrepreneurs you take with you. And I'm like, yeah, that one needs some TM. <laughs> like this one needs some TM. All right, so let's let's wrap this everybody up. Everybody needs TM. Everybody needs you TM. Get you get TM. TM. You get you TM. Get TM. <laughs> so if you're still here- um, and, and you didn't fall asleep yet? Well, this, is, this episode is clearly for targeted to uh, stimulate people to consider doing TM. So we did our job here. If you- you are uh, in a place in your life where you know that you are made for more, and you're like, I just, I, I just, I know that there's more that I could be doing in my life, and you like this show, then you may like our free Dream Life course, which is about to go live probably in the next two to three weeks. So go to text us the word Dream Life. Text the word Dream Life to three one zero. 388-9724. That's text Dream Life 310-388-9724. And we will put that into the show notes as well. All right, that's it, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Namaste. <laughs> You're so weird. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.